I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. You are getting a solo episode with me tonight. Uh, For those of you that are new or haven't listened, hi, I'm Amber, uh, aka Cranberry Chats on Instagram. Um, if you're familiar, (laughs) um, tonight it's been, it's been a week. Um, Becca and I were kind of scrambling around trying to figure out a time to record and we're all, we're busy. You know how life is. So, um, it is Monday night, uh, right before the episode comes out. So I'm just going to sit down with you guys quick, kind of fill you in on what's going on. I'm not going to lie. This is probably going to be like a sad girl episode. Um, so I, I brought a beer with me. I don't drink as often as I do, but I felt like, oh, when he's, when he's here, uh, I felt like tonight would be a good occasion. So tonight I'm cracking open a Hillsborough beer. This is the, everyone loves a blonde, blonde ale. Uh, so, uh, buckle up. I don't know where this is going to go. I've got a lot of things on my mind, uh, that aren't like the happiest of things, but you know what, that it is what it is. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna share what's going on. So uh, not a bush. So cheers. Oh, it's a little hoppy. Um, okay. So before we jump into things, uh, let's do, let's do a quick little cranberry marsh update. So, cause I know that's why you guys are here. This is a farming podcast. This isn't a therapy session. Come on. Just kidding. It's both. So on the marsh, last week was beautiful. I know, I know we're we're not talking about weather. Just kidding. We're always talking about weather. Uh, but that's just how that's just how we start our episodes talking about the weather. Um, last week was beautiful. It went from winter to like the middle of August for temperatures within the week. And we were, we were sweating a little bit, but that was good for the vines. They finally started like really, really growing and developing. So they're turning, um, from like their dormancy red color, the, the vines themselves are starting to turn green. The buds are starting to grow and elongate, which means we're going to have bloom probably in like another month or so, a couple of weeks, which is exciting. I love that time of year. It's, it's always so pretty and it always smells so good outside. And I, I just really love spring. Spring is probably my second favorite season. I'm going to rank them. So I love fall. Fall's, fall's perfect. Then spring, then summer, then winter. I don't, I don't do winter very well. Um, so I'm, I'm in my element right now. Today was beautiful. It was like 72 degrees. There was a nice breeze. Perfect. We opened the house up. Uh, I took Porter outside. Um, he, he loves being outside, but he hates grass. <laughs> like I put him on a blanket and, um, he, he, uh, like touches grass and then he kind of like <laughs> waves at it. He's like, Ugh, this is a gross, Ugh. like he just, he hates being on like touching grass. So I'm trying to get him adjusted to that. Cause he's not going to make a very good farmer if he doesn't like touching grass or being outside. So we'll see. Um, but it's fun just to get outside with, with him and, and see how he's growing and reacting to all these like new sensory things. So that's fun. Um, so 
yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, we started irrigating last week. If you missed, if you missed it, I kind of did a little reel about a morning, what a morning is like for us irrigating. Um, and now this week we're back on frost watch. So like the main difference between frost watch and irrigation, uh, frost watch, you're obviously watching for frost. <laughs> um, so you're watching for that all night long, uh, waiting for it to get below a certain temperature that we have set, um, throughout our different temperature probes throughout the marsh. Um, so those temperature probes are connected to a radio and then we program our cell phones into the radios. Um, and when it gets below the certain temperature that we have set for those temperature probes, once it gets below that temperature, it will call whosoever phone is programmed into the radio at that time. Um, so we have four different shifts throughout the night. So we have one from five o'clock PM until midnight. Um, and then we have a midnight to two o'clock shift, a two to four, and then a four until whenever it warms up in the morning. So we're not all doing it. Not one person is doing it all night long. Um, but once it gets below that temperature, we'll turn on our irrigation for whichever area um, that called that was cold. And that running irrigation water um, will run uh, right on top of the vines. And then that running water, uh, the something like the movement of the water creates an energy that keeps the frost from sticking to the plant um, and killing it. So on really cold nights, um, you'll come out the next morning and they'll just be like thick, like ice <laughs> on top of the vines. But as long as that water is still running on top of it, it's perfectly safe. So that's kind of what frost watch is all about. Whereas irrigation is when it starts to warm up and it's not getting cold, um, but the plant just needs water. So we typically um, will irrigate for about two hours, maybe an hour and a half um, once it starts warming up. And uh, we do that all summer long, um, straight through till harvest. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at right now. So exciting things happening. I love when, when everything kind of starts waking up and growing um, and, and like all the new life is forming out here. So it's fun. This is a fun time. We're starting to see a lot of baby, little, little baby animals, a lot of goslings. Um, some fawns are starting to poke out. So it's just, it's just a good time. It's a, it's a good, good time in life. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> Let's um, let's kind of take a turn now that we got the farming stuff out of the way. The real reason we have a podcast <laughs> uh, to, to talk about um, the stage of life that I'm trying to navigate. Um, so there's just a lot of a lot of um, things. You know, when you have like one minor inconvenience, and then it just kind of like snowballs, and it just like builds and grows and rolls, and it just turns into this you realize that you're just going through a period of just like kind of suck. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of in that period of suck right now. Um, Porter is almost nine months old, which where did that go? Um, and, and I, I don't know how much I've talked about like me going back to work and, or lack of going to work. Um, so like right after Porter was born, I jumped right into harvest at like six weeks postpartum. Uh, which was not super fun, but, you know, do what you got to do because it's harvest. You can't not do it. Um, so I, I did harvest. I worked um, straight through that. And then um, I took a little bit of a break to be home with him. 
until we started driving truck. And then I was in the truck for a while um, when I was needed, but otherwise like I haven't really gone back to work. So I've been home with Porter um, majority of this time, which has been great. I, okay, let me, let me just preface this by saying I hate when I don't like to complain. This isn't my goal to just like complain. Um, I'm just trying to explain like my mindset. And I know that there was like a a baby boom (laughs) this last year. So any new moms out there, I hope that this is relatable and doesn't come across as me complaining because that's the last thing I want to do because that's, that's not my goal. Um, but, uh, I've been home with Porter a lot, which has been great. He's just the best. Um, but for like my mental sake, that hasn't been the easiest thing, especially over the winter when it was so cold and you can't take him outside and like with, with like COVID and everything, like we were on like straight lockdown and, you know, being in the middle of nowhere, you don't get a lot of people coming to visit. Um, I don't want to go anywhere to visit because (laughs) germs. So it was literally just like the two of us, um, most days and that as great as it was, was also (laughs) so hard. Um, not knowing kind of like losing yourself almost like your old self, you know, you go through all these changes so fast and it's hard to process who you are now while kind of grieving the person that you were. Um, so for me, it was really hard to kind of let go of like who I was as an employee, who I was as a farmer, who I was, um, before getting pregnant because I, I busted my butt to get where I was on the marsh, I was working really hard. And then all of a sudden, once I, once my family found out I was pregnant, it was like screeching halt. You need to be careful what you're doing. You can't do everything that you were doing. And like, that was kind of a shock <laughs> at the time. And now it's like, well, you're not even really doing anything. <laughs> you're just, your, your goal, your job now is to take care of a baby and not really be involved with a farm, which is tough. Um, so trying to find like your new your new personality, like your new role is a big adjustment. Um, and it's been, it's been tough. There have been days where it's like, why, like, what, what's my next step? Um, what's my, what's my end goal? Like, what, where do I want to be? How, and how can I get there? Um, so I, we don't really have a lot of daycare options available for us out here. And if we do, um, like the COVID restrictions are, are so crazy that I wouldn't want to put Porter in a daycare right now anyway, just because from what I've heard parents of like, ever since the pandemic started, any pandemic babies, like the parents haven't been able to go into the daycare to look and see where their kids are going. They kind of just like pass them through a window and then drive off. It's like, drop off through a window, come back, they'll hand your kid out to you when you, when you come back for them. And like, you don't see where they are. Um, you don't see like their environment, all that, like that, that doesn't sound, I, I don't think I could do that. So, um, again, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but it's, it's tough mentally being home with a newborn, especially, I don't know, for me as a first time mom, it's been kind of a big adjustment trying to cope with learning how to, uh, adjust to a baby and and into all your new, 
emotions, all of your hormones that are just raging. Um, like my new body is, has been another tough one to kind of adjust to. Um, so like after, after Porter, Porter was born and like during harvest, I was like 20 or 30 pounds lighter than I was before I even got pregnant. So like I, I lost a lot of weight really fast. Um, and I was like, Oh, cool. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like I, I turn and look and then I gained all of that weight back and then some, and it's been really hard trying to get it off. I've been eating really well. Um, I've been exercising, walking, and like, it just doesn't seem to go anywhere. And it's been kind of frustrating. Um, so like there's that, and then like Porter's just getting so big, like he's, he's a big guy. Um, and then like over Easter, I hurt my back trying to lift him up. It was my fault. It was dumb. I was sitting down and I went to go pick him up out of his little, like, um, little gator thing. I've had it. I think I've showed it on Instagram before, but it's like this little thing that he sits in and runs around in. Um, I went to like, I was sitting down and went to go pull and like twist and set him down. And I hurt my back doing that. So, uh, um, that was really tight and uncomfortable for a while. Like I couldn't, it not fun. And then the following week, once that kind of healed up, uh, I was taking him out of the bathtub and on my way down to put him on the floor to wrap him up in the towel, like my back, like my low back, like on top of my butt cheeks, <laughs> just locked up. Um, and my back hasn't been right since then. So I went to go um, see like a physical therapist and she does uh, dry needling. Um, if you, if you have like headaches, back aches, like any kind of body ache, if you have someone near you that can do dry needling, I highly recommend it. I don't go to a chiropractor, but I do this instead because I get a lot of like knots and stuff that just ruin, ruin my body. <laughs> Give, it gave me a lot of headaches and stuff. Cause I carry a lot of tension in my neck and, and shoulders. And so, um, I started going when I would to this person when I would get migraines and stuff all the time. And she would do this dry needling. So it's basically like acupuncture. So she'll find like your knots, um, wherever they are in your body and she'll put, uh, needles in them. And then she'll hook like, um, uh, electric current to the needles and just kind of like stimulate them and like make your muscles jump. And it, I don't know, it takes like 10 minutes or so with that electricity running and then she'll take it out and then kind of like massage it out again. <laughs> and it feels like you're a thousand percent better. Um, so she, I've been seeing her for a while. She's a family friend. Um, so I, I went in with my back problem. Um, she, she did dry needling on the tops of my butt cheeks <laughs> and then it was bad enough where she had to do cupping on top of that. Uh, so like the little suction cups where you just like it just sucks your muscles up into a little cup and then you leave it on there. Um, and then you're, you're left with like these giant hickeys all over your body. So it looked like I had fun with an octopus or something. Like I had, I had like round little hickeys all over my butt, not my back. Uh, just in case you wanted a visual of that. <laughs> um, but she recommended I go see a pelvic floor therapist um, just because of uh, just because it, it's, uh, turning into that kind of issue. I was, I was doing some weight training 
uh, before all this was happening. And I was noticing like a lot of pain in my lower back when I would do core exercises and like squats and, and deadlifts. And I'm not supposed to obviously feel that my low back. Um, and I think that's kind of what, what triggered this all. So I've been putting that on the back burner, um, with this back problem, which kind of sucks. Um, but, uh, that, that kind of like, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that was the kind of like the start of this whole snowball thing. And, um, I've had just a lot of minor inconveniences like that, where it's just kind of like another, like small tick off of like your mental health. So like that was frustrating. So I'm trying to, um, see like a, a pelvic floor specialist and, and, uh, getting an exam done to see what's going on and how I can, uh, get that strengthened back up. So I don't have to have this reoccurring back problem. Um, so any, any moms out there that, uh, are having low back problems or just aches and pains in general, take care of yourself. Um, and, and, uh, see what you can do to make yourself better. Cause it, it sucks being in pain while trying to take care of children. <laughs> Um, so that happened. And then just a lot of other mental stuff too. kind of going back to not knowing my, my new role on the marsh has been hard now that it's warming up. I want to get outside. Um, I feel, I feel guilty, uh, for not being able to be out there and, and working. And then when I am out there working, I feel guilty for leaving my kid behind, <laughs> even though it's nice just to kind of take a little break. Like I still feel guilty. Uh, the mom guilt is real. I, I don't think that's ever going to go away, but, um, it's, it's tough. Um, so I'm trying to work things out with my parents. Cause my mom is kind of like the Porter's main, uh, babysitter when, um, when I need to go to work or if I have something to do, my mom is kind of like the only other person that will watch him for me. Um, so that puts kind of like a lot of, a lot of pressure. Um, I don't want to say in our, our relationship, but like, that's hard to depend on her <laughs> so much with him. Um, so, and then, you know, like having it be a family business, it's like, well, you're, I'm still on, on the payroll. So when are you getting back to work? And it's like, well, trying to work our schedules out, um, because my mom's got her own life, obviously, and our schedules don't always line up. So, you know, I'm, I can't just drop them off for an entire day and expect her to put her life on pause. So trying to find, um, a schedule, a new schedule that works for both of us has been tricky. So I'm trying to, um, get up and do more frost watch, more irrigation when I can, so I can work before he gets up. Um, maybe do some shop work at over like the noon hour when Dan is home or go after work when, when he's home and get some stuff done then. So it's just a lot of trial and error. Um, and then taking him along, <laughs> taking Porter along with me to just maybe do like vine checks and, and plant checks. So, um, it's, you know, it's, it's a hard transition. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because now that I'm saying it out loud, it's like, wow, that's very, a minor problem to have, <laughs> but you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's just something new. Uh, so on top of that, all 
um, trying to keep up with social media in the meantime, again, first world problem, I know, uh, but you know, it's trying to find like your new identity on, on social media, because I was just like all farm content before. And it's like, how do I balance? I don't want to just like make it a, a mommy blog. Now that's not what my goal is. And I don't want to share too much of Porter's life because what happens if he finds my social media and is like, why are you sharing about like my, my giant poop explosion that I had the other night? Like, why are you telling people that? So I don't want to like make his life uncomfortable because now apparently kids are getting old enough to sue their parents for like using them on social media to make their own personal gain. I don't want that. I don't want Porter to sue me for, for, um, exploiting crayon baby. So just trying to find the balance of everything has been hard. And then I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm a poser because I'm not working. I don't want to seem like I am. I don't want to go out there and be like, oh, look at me. I'm holding, I'm holding a rake or something. So I want you to think I'm I'm working all the time. Like that's that's not how I roll. So I'm trying to stay authentic while um staying staying on brand and just kind of finding finding myself in all different areas is hard. <laughs> um so yeah, that's and, you know, you get kind of imposter syndrome because you see other moms out there juggling, juggling it, what seems like way better than you. And it's like, well, how come they can have it figured out? And I don't, how can they make it look so easy? And, and I'm here dying inside. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's tough. So if you're going through the same thing, or if you look at my profile and you're like, wow, she really has her stuff together. I don't, <laughs> I don't. Uh, so I can't be the only one um, that's that's thinking these things. So if if you are a mom and you're feeling like imposter syndrome or you're feeling like you don't have your stuff together, why why does someone else? They probably don't. So don't uh, take it too personally if you're feeling that way. I know that's easier said than done, um, but just know everybody's struggling in their own uh, in their own way. And uh, I think that's why um, I try to stay as authentic as I can on social media. And I, that's a big reason why Becca and I like to share highs and lows because again, social media is just a highlight reel. Nobody's life is, is as perfect as they make it seem on social media. So um, if you need, I've, I've started to just kind of put my phone down more and just, just come snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Um, you know, just, just, check out for a minute. Um, so when, when I start, when I started really, really feeling overwhelmed with like all these thoughts and feelings and, and how I'm not good enough for pretty much everyone. Um, when I, when I get really overwhelmed and kind of like really low on that mindset, I, I started going for hot girl walks. (laughs) Uh, now that it's nice out. Um, so if you've never heard of a hot girl walk, it's so it sounds so stupid when I say it out loud but I um I try to find like a motivational podcast I turn it on really loud um I I put my headphones on and I just walk um and I I walk until the podcast is done and I come home I feel like Forrest Gump I just run until I don't want to run anymore except I don't run (laughs) 
and then I come home. Um, so I take bear with me and we just walk, walk around the marsh. Um, so it's like 30 to 45 minutes. And I try to do that after I eat dinner, because I think that's when you like burn more calories is after you eat like your largest meal. Um, that's what my, that's what my diabetes nutritionist told me, um, last year, she said, it, uh, to go for walks after dinner, um, because that that'll, uh, burn more calories and, and get the juices going or something. I don't know. Um, so I started going for hot girl walks and that's really helped me mentally, uh, just kind of disconnect and kind of put things back into perspective for me. Um, so let me, let me see what podcasts I've been listening to because I, I typically don't like listening to motivational stuff. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, it's not my favorite. (laughs) Um, but let me see. Uh, so the things I kind of listen to are stuff on for like social media. Um, so I, I asked Becca, cause I know she listens to some motivational stuff. So she sent me the podcast called ACE, the gram, um, and it's two Australian or New Zealand girls, um, that talk about social media. They're kind of funny. <laughs> so if you're, if you want to listen to like a social media podcast, they were pretty good. Um, I also listened to the gold digger. I feel like she's kind of a pretty popular one um, with what's her name? Jenna Kutcher. I think she's pretty good. She has, um, a couple of like, uh, being a mom and entrepreneur episodes that I listen to and how to like, um, how to, how to, how, so like the, the top one it's, um, unfiltered, the identity shift from career focused entrepreneur to mom, which I felt like Bingo, bango, bongo is just exactly what I was talking about, how you make that career shift. Um, and, and more importantly, the, the mindset shift. So that was um, a good one that I started with. And then um, my, uh, my trainer at my gym that I work with, um, they just released a podcast uh, for more like fitness motivational and like how um, just different like like good information on like how your body, how, how to stay healthy, basically like overall health. Um, and that's the UFDA podcast, uh, UFFDA podcast. Um, it's really great. Um, it's very information. What's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) It's very informational. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's great. Um, I, I love it. Um, there's also the blonde files podcast. Um, and then I don't, okay. So normally I listen to like true crime podcasts, but I don't want to listen to that when I'm walking with my dog throughout the cranberry marsh. Like that mm-mm. I'm, I'm too scared. <laughs> you guys know I'm afraid of everything and I don't, I don't want that. Um, so those are kind of the ones that I've been listening to. Um, and it's been really great just to kind of get my mind back in a good place and, and kind of out of like that, that low, like why me mindset, um, that I sometimes get sucked down into. So that's, um, kind of been replacing like my, my weightlifting, which I would rather do, but you know, you gotta take care of your body, your body first. So until I'm healed up, I'm doing hot girl walks. And probably after I'm healed up and back lifting weights, I'm going to be doing hot girl walks all through the summer. 
Um, and it's, it's a great way to just kind of relax and get your workout in at the same time. Um, so if you have any good, I think I talked about this last week, but it got cut off, but if you have any good motivational podcasts, please send them my way. I would really appreciate more to listen to because I don't, I don't know what's good and what's not. And I don't want to waste my time with a bad podcast. If it's, you know, I'm on a very, I'm on a tight deadline and I need like 30 to 45 minutes of good content, not this nonsense of, of like, I like corny motivational is like the stuff I don't like. It's like, oh, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Like, I like, duh, but I'd rather have like a more like kind of business mindset. Um, anyway, so that's kind of where I'm at. Oh, and like the, the thing that's like really, oh, I hear Porter crying. Um, the thing that kind of like really sent me in kind of like a tailspin today, there is, I mean, there is like, you guys don't know, um, there's a formula shortage right now. Um, Porter is mostly formula fed. He's we're trying to wean him. Um, he's been doing purees and, and like softer foods, um, since six months. So for the last almost three months now, he's been doing, um, more of that. He doesn't have any teeth yet. So I'm afraid to give him like more, more foods than what he's eating. Um, I've talked to Becca about it a little bit. She's like, no, it's like, give him, give him stuff, but I'm nervous. Like that's, that's, a third time mom versus a first time mom mindset. I think she's giving Jackson like chunks of steak and I'm like afraid to give Porter ground beef. <laughs> um, but we're trying um, to kind of get like, now I'm really trying to push him more towards foods and solids and try to cut back on bottles because the shortage thing is no joke. Um, I think this is like the third or fourth formula he's been on, um, and his stomach is his poor stomach and his poor little butt. (laughs) Um, he's got a sensitive stomach and just like all this different formula that we're trying and in mixing to kind of find something that works for him has been tough and it's scary. Um, it's scary. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm so Saturday night, um, we had like our first really big scare with him. I was, we were getting ready for bed. Um, I was on the couch looking for different formulas online. So Dan went to go change him. Um, and in, in that time, uh, Porter flipped off the changing table, which is like 36 inches tall, fell on the floor. We have hard floors and like the scream that came out of him, scariest sound I've ever heard in my entire life broke my heart to a million pieces. Um, no, no blood, no dense bumps, bruises, whatever. Um, but I, I panicked obviously. Um, Dan called the nurse's hotline right away. And, uh, we, cause we're an hour from our hospital. <laughs> so, uh, and it was like 10 30 at night cause he doesn't go to sleep early. So I was, I, I've had concussions before and I wasn't allowed to sleep for like the first couple hours after you get, you get concussed, you're not supposed to sleep or that's what they told me. And so we were asking, like he was asking all these questions and she said, well, they fall from 36 inches. And if they cry for like 20 minutes, then you need to take them in. Um, 
so he fell from 36 inches and he was crying for maybe 15 minutes. And then after that, he was smiling and laughing again and like back to his normal self. But I didn't want to take that chance being so far from the hospital. So we took him, we loaded him up, took him in just to get looked at. He's totally fine. Um, but that was, <laughs> I, I need to check to see if I have gray hairs because that, that would have done it. It was awful. It was so scary. I, I don't think I've ever been that scared in my life, just hearing him scream like that. Um, so that was just kind of like, <laughs> it was tough. Um, and, and again, I felt like I, I really felt like a first time mom bringing him in here. Like I knew he was going to be okay, but you know, just like having, I think I had just like that doe eyed look or like that deer in the headlight look when I was talking to the doctor, like, Oh my God, tell me what's wrong with him. And he, he's just kind of laughing like, no, babies are pretty bouncy. Like <laughs> they're meant to, to fall and, and bump into things. So he's, he's totally normal, totally fine. Um, so we got to come home right away and, and I slept on the floor next to his crib <laughs> just in case he woke up. You never know. Um, but he was, he's fine. He's back to normal and, and back to his sassy self. But yeah, that was kind of like the wrapping. I hope that was the wrapping up of like the tailspin of my brain anxiety, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's kind of what's been going on here on, on my side of things. It's been not so happy all the time. Um, I'm trying to, to find things, um, that, that are good, that make me feel good, that make me smile. Um, and trying to change my mindset and just being more present in the moment, I think is kind of like my, my new goal. Um, so, so if you're struggling with any of these thoughts, feelings, just know you're, you're not going through it alone. And again, like we've said this time and time again, but if, if you're feeling like you just need to talk to somebody, just shoot me a message. I'm always, I'm, I'm usually a pretty open book if you, if you want to chat. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Hopefully, uh, this, this week, the sunshine has been helping a lot too. So I think I just need to start getting out of the house more. And like my, my favorite thing is just taking Porter and his blanket and just sitting in the grass with him and just enjoying being outside. That's kind of like my happy little Zen, <laughs> which is so great. I'm, re I'm ready for that. Um, so so I'm, I'm going to change, I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears quick. Um, last week I mentioned that we had just set up, um, this voicemail page where you guys can, um, leave us a message, a, a voice message, and we will play it over the podcast, um, and talk about it. And this week we have two messages, um, that were sent, sent in, and I'm going to try to play this off of my phone so you guys can hear it um, and kind of get an idea of, of what it's like. So again, um, if, if you're interested in doing this, the website is called SpeakPipe, uh, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E.com slash forward farming podcast, I think. I'll leave it in the show notes and um, on our website. If, if you are feeling brave enough to call in, <laughs> not really calling in, it's just like a voice memo <laughs> uh, to, to just like ask us a question, or if you just want to say hi, or um, if you want to tell us a joke, anything like that, this is, we, we just want to get you guys involved um, and, and have some fun with it. So 
let's listen to this first one here and hopefully it it plays okay so here we go This is Mary from a nominee. Um, I just want to say hello, ladies. I love you so much. And I have one question. You know, if you got time to answer, what is your favorite question that you've gotten in a DM? Like that someone has asked you. Anyways, talk to you guys later. Goodbye. <laughs> Mary from Menominee, I think you're drunk. <laughs> I I really want to know <laughs> what that accent that accent is, um, because to me that sounds like Ruth from Ozark. Which, by the way, have you guys watched the finale of Ozark? Is it, uh, I I um. <laughs> I personally really liked it. I thought it was a great ending to the show. I thought it was just so perfect for the show, but I feel like the internet just hated it. But to me, like the worst ending to a show ever was Dexter. Um, so when I was seeing like everybody saying it was a worst ending, I had the bar set really low for it. And when I finished it, I was like, oh, I kind of liked it. Um, but so if you guys watched Ozark, let me know what you guys thought because I liked it. But Mary, you sound like you are straight from Ozarks. So, um, my, <laughs> my favorite, uh, question I've ever been asked in my DMS has been like the one that comes to, <laughs> to my mind. I'm not going to give like an answer, like a, a good one. Uh, my favorite question though, has honestly been, if you could use a slice of deli meat as a blanket, what kind of deli meat would you use? And it would be ham. Deli ham would probably be my blanket <laughs> of choice. That that's always like one that keeps coming back to my mind. Um, yeah, I know that's that's kind of like the one that sticks out to me the most. So thank you, Mary, for calling in. Um, and we have one more uh, that I haven't listened. <laughs> I haven't heard this one yet. So uh, let's see. It's loading. Hold on. Slow internet. The suspense is killing me. Come on. Come on. This is, <laughs> this is exciting. And now the page froze. Hold on. One second. Okay. Oh, there. This is a lint licker. I just wanted to say, kind of like you guys, even though I left you a one star review. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, lint licker. Um, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still a little mad at you for that one star review. I don't, I don't know if that, uh, if that message makes me feel any better knowing that that's what you sound like. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that was a half-ass apology, I think.
I don't forgive you, but thank you for trying. I appreciate it. If there's any more lint lickers out there that want to chime in, I would, I would love to hear from you. Um, I, I really would. Uh, so again, that website, <laughs> if you want to call it and say hi, is speakpipe.com slash forward farming podcast. <laughs> and again, I'll link it in the show notes below. So you can just click on that. Um, and it'll take you uh, right to a website. And all you have to do is just hit the record button on your phone and just leave us. I think you can leave like a 90 second uh, message. It's, it's pretty easy, pretty, um, pretty easy. And it comes up as anonymous if you want, if you don't want your name out there, <laughs> um, we will keep it as anonymous as possible. So um <laughs> Thank you to Mary and the Lint Liquor for calling in this week. We, I, I got a good chuckle from that. So thank you guys. <laughs> um, so I think, I think that's about all I have to talk about this week. If again, if you are struggling, <laughs> please reach out to me um, or, or watch some funny cat videos or just do whatever that kind of makes you smile for a little bit. Um <laughs> Whether that be listening to another one of our episodes or listening to another one of your favorite podcasts or watching a good show, whatever, just take time, relax if you can, and um, just try to find like a little, little bit of happiness in your day. And I hope, I hope we bring you a little bit of happiness in, in your day. And because I know you guys bring some happiness to us too. So thank you guys for listening. If you are not following us on social media, um, you can find us at Forward Farming Podcast on Facebook, Instagram. And if you want to watch us on YouTube, we are on YouTube too. Um, the search for Forward Farming Podcast will be there. Otherwise, you can find all of our links to um, our show on our website, forwardfarmingpodcast.com. You can find that link in our bio on Instagram. Um, you can find me over at Cranberry Chats and you can find Becca at Becca Hilvey. And she, Becca, just started a new YouTube channel too. I think it's uh, Hilby Family Farm. Um, it, that's Joey's project. And I guess Joey likes to watch himself on YouTube. So <laughs> go support Joey and Becca and their family. Um, they're pretty cute videos. Uh, let's see what else. If you haven't left us a rating and review, um, we love getting those and it helps our ratings um, and rank on Apple Podcasts if you leave us a rating and review. So if you haven't done that yet, please do so. We would really, 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 really appreciate it. And we just kind of like reading the reviews because again, we like we like hearing from you and interacting with you. So uh, find us there. And I think that does it for this week. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.